Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Welcome to episode two of So Many Scares 2022. Oh my god, so bulky. So I spooky. Had a we got a brand new movie for everybody this week. Hopefully everybody got to catch up and enjoy last week's show, which was our discussion of Hocus Pocus, the original Hocus Pocus, because this week, talking about Hocus Pocus 2, long time coming. 30, almost 30 years in the making, which is crazy to think about because that's such a long time between sequels. It is. Um, and it's finally here. The new Hocus Pocus. I say new. It's a lot of the old still. <laughs> we got the win uh, the Sanderson sisters are all back, which you have to have before we even go any further. You, they couldn't have done another Hocus Pocus without Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker. So thankfully, all three of them agreed to come back to this. I don't. I honestly don't feel like the movie needs a whole lot of setup. It's you know, it, it it's Hocus Pocus. You saw the first one. The story's not too terribly off. So it's only it it has its different components though. Yeah, this one but, is very much a passing the torch seemingly kind of movie. A little bit. So to. Refresh our minds a little bit from last week. We had talked about uh, at the end of that episode what kind of our expectations were going into this. David, your expectations were very low. You were pretty pessimistic about Bottom it. Bottom of the basement, yeah. I was not quite as far as you, but I was pretty neutral to to cynical toward it. I feel like, Garrett, you were pretty, you weren't like hype typed on it, but you were, you had higher expectations, I think, right? Did to an extent. So I didn't necessarily think that they would all come back if they didn't think it was going to be good. And I think that the movie was middling, but good. No, it was it was middling but good. I really enjoyed the young Sanderson sisters. I really enjoyed the opening of this movie. I thought that was a fun dynamic, and you get to see them. And I thought those girls did a fantastic job of acting as the older versions of what we had grown up with. And I thought that was a fun way to open it mm -hmm. and kind of give you a different. And then I like that they gave you the new people, the people that they are seemingly passing the torch to. You get a little bit of that. And I really enjoyed the introduction. You know, it was theatrical. It was the witches are back and it's silly and it's goofy. And it was a little almost too over the top until they brought it back and they were like, who are they performing for? And they go, you. And I thought that was funny, you know. And I think it was right when Mary started to fart as she went through the gates where I went, oh, God, what are they giving me here? And then that's when they just gave it. They gave you, you know, you can hit nostalgia in a way that's fun or you can hit nostalgia in a way that's cliche and overdone. And they hit it that just pee. I mean, they, everything that you felt like you wanted to see, they gave it to you in a way that I didn't like. It felt forced, like when they walked and did the huddle down the Walgreens, it was like, boom, hit you in the face with an uppercut one. And then it was like, a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. And he set it up and it was like, bang. I was so surprised. I was, I was upset so with it. And as someone who said that was my favorite, like one of the parts that I enjoyed last week, it was just, it was just T-ball. Everything yeah. was T-ball. And I just didn't find it fun. But then they picked it back up and I really liked the send-off they gave them and the way that they hand off the torch. So it kind of does a, a bowl for me. That middle's really tough, but if you can make it through, then it, the payoff is good. Okay. David, you had the the opposite expectation. How did yeah, it my, to you? Yeah, my expectations were locked in the basement with a spell, unable to get out, right? Right. They were very, very low. 
And uh, I think that served me well because, like Garrett said, I-, I found it to be not as good as the original, but not as awful. Like, it wasn't all, all as awful as I feared. I think this is a Top Gun Maverick for the pumpkin spice latte crowd. This is a movie that is way after its sequel's relevancy point, but somehow manages to do everything it kind of needs to do. Like, it is a confounding movie in some ways. There are so many things that could be brought up. Garrett is right. The prologue was so good that after it ended, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that in the background. The prologue (laughs) was so good with those little girls, right? That I was like, it can only go downhill from here. Like, it can only... It can only fall short of this incredible performance by these little girls acting like Bed Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimi. And then Hannah Wadding, Waddingham as, I guess, the devil. Because in the last movie, when I want, I, 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 take, I pay a lot of attention when I watch movies. And the last, the last movie, they said that they got that, they got book from the devil. So I guess she's the devil, but she was not. She claimed to be a witch. So I don't know. Maybe there's some revisionist, revisionism going on there. Or maybe they just like to romanticize who she was in their retellings. But either way, there's a confounding part of this movie. I'm going to get into spoiler territory right now. All right. Go for it. Winifred flies by a window of people watching the original Hocus Pocus in this movie. Now that, I don't understand. That's, that's universe break. This is, not, this is not Deadpool. All right. This is not the Muppets. This is not Mel Brooks. This is Hocus Pocus. It doesn't make any sense for somebody to be watching the 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 exact film they were in. Is just and it was the Gary Marshall part, so it didn't like feature. She didn't like go in and see herself on on tape. But it's just what a confusing joke to make. It's, to where they were watching like an but, episode of Laverne and Shirley or something or Happy Days, and you see Penny um, and Gary, and that uh, that would have been good enough, you know. But they the, gave you the movie, and that was like, what do you come on? What would have been funnier to me is if they were watching the Santa Claus, but oh, because that would have just been like, oh, it's a other Disney movie. So the movie really early on. I think goes too hard on trying to recapture the gags. Like they have this extended sequence in the Walgreens. And I was like, Oh man, if this is just going to be fish out of water jokes, but it's 2022 now and not 1993, this is going to get old fast. Mm. And it did get old. Now, luckily it progressed past that. Once I got out of the Walgreens it's like, okay, let's get back on track with an actual story here. Let's get back to these girls who are young and they're having a tiff with their old with their other with their other friend, you know, and all that. I thought that, oh gee, what is his name? He's been in a lot of things this Sam year. Sam Richardson. Uh yeah, that guy. Is that his name? You Sam about Richardson, Gilbert? yes, Gilbert. He's he was fine. He was good. I enjoyed him. He was a he had a he had a character that was waffling back and forth between his allegiances. That was very fun. Tony Hale. Line of the movie. Line of the movie from Tony Hale when he said, you had some kind of, you know, unchaperoned party. And then I come home to the gothic golden girls. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. I Tony wrote Hale down, always the standout star. I wrote down gothic golden girls because that's like, I was like, dang it, man. That was a line that'd be worth saying in a review if it hadn't been said in the movie. Hilarious. So Tony Hale, great. A lot of the new adult actors, I think, really brought it in this movie. The young girls, too. So Whitney Peake, Melissa Escobar. Escobedo, and then Lila or Lilia Buckingham. They're all fine. They're all very good. I actually enjoyed them more than the kids in the first movie, I think. 
because it wasn't quite as cringe their role. They were just being regular people versus Max and his girlfriend and his sister just being like really, I don't know, just very 90s, very 90s acting in that movie. Anyway, I think I've talked too long. It was better than I had hoped, but it's not going to be, it's not going to surpass the original. Right, right, right. It's definitely not going to do that. I, I, I liked it a bit more than either of you, I believe. I thought it was pretty fun. And there's, uh, I think I made a connection in my head that made me like it more, or at least kind of watch it from a different angle. And I don't remember when it happened, but it was fairly early on where I was like, you know, these three sisters are basically like Halloween Animaniacs. They're just <laughs> Wacko, Yakko, and Dot released in a Halloween town. And mm. that very much tickled me <laughs> because I love the Animaniacs and I love the stupid antics of of a trio of siblings. So then I just kind of really appreciated it. And I thought I, I, I liked that they leaned into old gags because some of those gags are, are, you know, character traits, the way that they walk in unison and stuff like that. So I didn't really see them as a problem so much, but another way I differ is I didn't like love that prologue either. And it's not because of the performance or anything. I, I laughed and thought they were quite good. What, what bothered me about it is I had a fear during it that this movie was going to try to make the Sanderson sisters into the protagonist that you were going to then feel sympathy for. And I don't, I didn't want that with mm. children eating witches, you know, now they didn't do that. So no. my fear was un unfounded, but no, they kind of we... said it that way. And right. so it made me realize, why did we do that at all? Well, why did we have them escape from a town who was trying to force them into marriages? Like, that's a real uh, crappy thing. Anybody's going to be siding with the girls there. So I liked their performances were fantastic. They did a really mm -hmm. great job mimicking the, the sisters themselves. But I just didn't know what purpose it was serving this way it went. I understand how you feel. And there were different elements in this movie where they definitely were contextualizing witch hunts for an element of what they kind of were, which was a sort of way of restricting women in the, you know, 1600s, sure. 1700s. And even, you know, in the, in the modern day, there's there's things about there are ways that people go about doing that. And so I was like, man, are they going to make them? They became witches just because they were bold and confident in a time when women weren't allowed to be bold and confident. Right. And in a way... Yes, but they do. I think they did kind of hinge in on, but they are bad guys. They did go on to continue eating children and stuff like that and do and and curse people to be cats for hundreds of years and things exactly. like that. So, so you know, I wasn't upset with it in the end because yeah. it didn't that they didn't lean into that as much as I was afraid they were going to. But then I also wait. liked, you know, again, getting into super spoiler territory, if you care about that. I loved how they do make you they tug at your heartstring a bit at the end for the one thing that you could have some sympathy for these girl for these women for which is their own bond their sisterly bond and how you know winifred makes a pretty terrible ultimate mistake yeah. in not heeding the warnings of the spell when she realizes that that means the thing she most beloves have to be traded and so she loses yeah God, what are their names i can only remember winifred Winnie sarah and sarah yeah. And Mary and Sarah. And Mary Mara. and Sarah, right. Mary so Mary and Sarah, Mara. you know, they get although they get Thanos snapped into the wherever <laughs> they go. True. They get a very and pretty year. So then I in that moment I am like, wow, Winifred is a horrible person who eats children, but man, 
I feel for her there. Yeah. <laughs> so that I was think, fine. I was fine with that. So they they turned it around. Rope. It is. It's a tightrope. It is very much a family film. Like it is a like you know the bad guys are are bad, but they're not like pure ish evil. You know what I mean? Right. And you know the way Sarah Jessica. So you had trouble with the name. The way Bad Midler says Sarah, it sounds like Sella sometimes. Mm. I don't know if that's just a Midlerism. Sounds like she goes Sella. And so I was like, for the first few years, I thought her movie was Sella. No, you're right. I want. I have a, something about Sanderson sisters that we. I feel like we should wait a little bit longer to get to. Okay, uh, I have I a couple to, more thoughts. I was. I wanted I, to take was... off on some of your other stuff, but go ahead. Okay, I I did like a lot of the meta humor, but I agree that the watching the movie in the background is questionable. Just because I don't really, I think it was a little too hard of a wink. Ultimately, I don't really think it's that much of a sin, quite frankly, because. The true target demographic of this movie is children, and that is a scene that they, they're they not going to immediately recognize, you know, as being from the first one. That's kind of a joke for us older people, because we're going to we're gonna catch that for sure. But I, I still don't love it, but I get what they were trying to do. I think it was, it's like, you know, there's peering through the fourth wall, and then there's like shattering it, and that one, mm -hmm. that one kind of shattered it. But I do like how they, they make sure to let you know that the Sanderson... The, the the legend of the Sanderson sisters has become even more a part of the lore of this town since the first time. Like the first time around in 1993, it was still a big deal and they talked about it every Halloween. But now there's like merch and stuff and the cottage has been turned into a, a whole magic shop. So I like and that like they're the more... Town is extended to their house now. Yeah, they're more famous in yeah. Salem now. So that's kind of nice. And I, I also liked the... I, I had caught this early on that now in 2022 no none of the kids in salem are into halloween only the adults are whereas in the first one we were like why is max the only kid who doesn't care about halloween exactly now it's like none of the kids seem to care about it except for glenn who was awesome i love that they you know one thing i did appreciate of this movie is that they handled things pretty well you look at how they treated glenn and they you know he was dressed as dracula but it's around halloween and they were like we kind of invited glenn and he's like they say his name over and over. was like, what? And it's so Glenn. But then they talk about how he's such a good dancer later on. And they like compliment him there. And I appreciate the boyfriend. Yes. I think his name was Mike. Yeah. Whenever he had the realization that he wasn't just making conversation, that it was coming across that he was being mean and bullying. And he had that moment of like, oh my God, I didn't mean it. I was just I like, that it. was also a nice little moment that you don't see in those. Just, I appreciated it. It was well done. Yeah, I'm well, I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to think of like something else other than the big thing I want to talk about, my big pitch. Um, oh, Josh, do you have some? Well, yeah, just a couple other uh, quibbles that, you know, since, uh, overall I liked it, but there's plenty of quibbles that you can make with any kids movie. And like, I don't, it, it's, it's a bit cliched for, of course, this main girl to discover she has powers at the end you know it's like every kid's dream but i don't love the implications set up by the system where it's like okay but was she gonna have to eat children's souls <laughs> yes. only if she wants to stay young and beautiful but like she'll she's witch, content with getting old I, i'm cool. sure co corruption will hit her eventually is this the implication is in the air that she she's might walked... eat children one day and like i don't know if i love that <laughs> she's walking around with the dark hold we saw what that did to wanda now, then, unless, there was, a way, the, now, unless there was a, an alternative to right. children's souls that they could discover in modern times, 
And maybe maybe there is. Maybe but there is. now, Josh, I think I you'll talk have to tune about, into the Disney Plus series to find out. Right. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the, like you said, the emotion of, of the sisters going and Bette Midler. I tell oh, you yeah. what, Bette Midler did a great job, but man, that freaking book was laying on a performance. I was looking right. at that book's eye and I was like, man, how do you get all this emotion out of like what I assume is just a mechanical eye on a book face? I'm like, He's actually, I'm like actually feeling for this book right now. He feels bad. And then yeah. he cried. The book cried. Very it's, interesting uh, to give Book a good. conscience, I thought. That's that's a nice little twist. Yes, and he's like making you, very clear choices and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it also helped a lot that, you know, you just mentioned how great Bette Midler was. All three of them did not phone in this movie at all. No, they've and, been waiting for it. And like they could have easily phoned this in, but they stepped right back into it and, and upped the ante, if anything. They just looked like they were having so much fun doing it. Yeah. This and I appreciate kind- that. Like you said with the Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, there is kind of a Three Stooges element here. And I yeah, bet, yeah, yeah. I bet, you know, for three older actresses, these kind of like the, the kind of role doesn't come around all that off, all that often. You know, they're often stuck with being grandmas or 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 mothers in movies or girlfriends and stuff like that. So to like kind of come in and do like a bit of like some slapstick slapstick comedy and some there's kind of vaudeville elements of it too where you're just kind of having a lot of fun. I think it was probably kind of, it's probably a refreshing role to do. And I bet that, you know, for years, they probably thought it's my dog creeping in the frame. I bet <laughs> that for years, they kind of thought this will never, that it'll never happen. It's a happen. fun thing I did in the nineties. And now it's back. And it's like, they put on the, I bet when they put on the costumes, they put on the wigs and the makeup, they were like, oh gosh, it's like I'm back in this fun character that I did 30 years ago. Right. So I'm glad, I'm kind of glad for them. They got to have fun. And it felt, for me, like early on, it was, I don't know, they were having too much fun. It is a very wacky universe mm, because like, that. because like they don't know what a Walgreens is, but while in the damnation of hell, they did catch up on Elton John and Blondie. Like that's totally fine. But like, they're still puzzled by the idea of fluorescent lighting. One of my favorite jokes though, was when they said that's fluorescence for you. And she goes fluorescence. She was in the coven across the street. There were a lot of very well-written subtle jokes, and I appreciated that. That was a good one. I also really liked when they were like, Mary, retrace our steps. And she goes, it serves me incorrectly. And that was pretty, that was, that was quick and subtle. I appreciated it. And I'll tell you what, even though the Sanderson sisters aren't the good guys, they were trapped in that salt circle, right? And I wasn't, I, I wasn't loving every joke they had with the Roombas. But when those Roombas came scooting up to save the day, I was like, Roombas! Yeah. They made it. I was like, that's how they get out of this. I was like sitting there thinking, like, how are they going to get out of this? I mean, like, they the, only, got me the only line that really delivered with the Roombas was the cowabunga when she said, it's not fair, cowabunga. Like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of Kathy and Jimmy's lines are, right, are improv, but maybe they aren't. <laughs> it felt like it's. She delivers like they are, and sometimes that's key. I, an- another issue I took was, man, as interesting as I thought it was to have Gilbert be this odd, like, uh, turncoat kind of character. They really wasted Billy by putting him with him, I thought. There's yeah. not nearly enough Billy doing him. Like, Billy actually never really served a point of being in this. Other uh, as fodder for, for, not Glenn. Let's see, Greg, Garrett, I don't know. It was Glenn. Gilbert, Gilbert. Gilbert! Gilbert. Yes. I agree. You're just I kind of like... foiled for Gilbert along the way, so I wanted. That was a shame. I thought this movie did did one of those things that I feel like 
a lot of these movies to do that we've reviewed late or over the course of this where they have three kind of separate stories and they all branch out. So at some point in time, you have the modern Hocus Pocus people in their trap doing their own thing. And then you have the three originals and they're doing their own thing. And then you have over here, Sam and Billy, and they're doing their own thing. And for me personally, when they're separate, I don't care about two thirds of it. I really like what's going on over here with the modern stuff and building that up, but they focus too much time on the gags for me. I think that they gave me too much when they could have put them kind of in the back. That's what I like about the first one too, is the first one, they're not the main focus. They're the stars, but the kids are the driving force and their story is telling it and they are around there. And that's what this one missed. Mm -hmm. Obviously we knew we were going to get a witches from the 1600s and Cattering Siri joke when they did. And it landed how you thought it would. Not well, I think. It was just kind of as obvious as they could get it. Honestly, the joke before where Sarah Jessica Parker stretched out because she said spread out was better than the Siri joke that they followed up with. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to give this probably, I'm going to give this a positive rating, I think. But yeah, I don't know. It I did love about Gilbert, though, the way that they made him be present in the first movie. Yeah, yeah it's kind yeah, of a lurker funny. in the background, and and the way they inserted him into that story that way, it was fun. It makes a lot of sense. It, it was makes clever. a lot of sense that there would be other people who were outside of the purview of the original story's perspective, but well, you know, remember that night and exactly. And it answered one of my questions from the previous movie, which was, does the rest of the town not know? Yeah. Okay, some of them do. <laughs> some of them do, and they remember, but they just, what are they going to do about it? Exactly. Right? Maybe luckily, that's it. maybe Gilbert only did. the ones who were kids at the time knew. I don't know. I would Nobody liked... believes kids, and that's how the legends expand. Yeah, a little more on that would have been nice. I just need. I would have liked. I would have liked for Gilbert to have been when he turned out to be the one trying to get the Sanderson sisters back. For him to be a bit more accepted, maybe by the Sanderson sisters, but it also wouldn't really. I don't think have been totally in their character because they're very. They're they are directly inward focused. They don't they're not looking yeah, to expand their either. ranks in any way. No, they're not looking to add any witches. No. Um. So, so okay. So what is this thing you've been wanting to bring up? Pitch. All right. What is so, it that you haven't yet? All right. So spoiler alert. So if you are really determined to see this movie before listening to this review, I would do so now, and then come back and listen to my pitch. All right. Post credit scene. Did you guys watch the post credit scene? Yes. There was a post oh, yes, we did. Okay, at the end it. of the movie where the, the black cat, Cobweb, jumps up on the shelf and he reveals a black candle, a, a box that says like Black Candle 2, Black Flame Candle 2. So, so Gilbert made more than one Black Flame Candle, mm -hmm. implying that there could be a sequel, a third Hocus Pocus, a Hocus Pocus 3, if you will. Maybe they'll go with the Fast and the Furious name style and it'll just be Hocus or just Pocus. Frankly, I'm upset this one wasn't That's what too I think. hocused, too pocus. Mm -hmm. But here's my pitch, because Josh, you alluded to it, and this is what I told Nikki the other night, was I was convinced they were going to make the Sanderson sisters the protagonists of this movie, that they were going to sort of, because they are the iconic peaks, they are the main characters, you know, they're going to make them the good guys. And they didn't do that. And I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't do that. But now that they have made the sequel, and now that they're looking at a Hocus Pocus 3, now is the perfect time to pull a Terminator 2 for there to be a worse witch, a worse coven. The Black Flame Candle gets lit again because the only people who can stop this coven are the Sanderson sisters. And so they and come the, back. the most powerful they, witch is Wanda. Exactly. They come back to fight the Scarlet Witch. 
This is chaos magic. Hang on, what? Bed Midler. This is chaos magic. I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, they had their heartfelt moment at the end. They realized that, you know, they maybe they grew too ambitious and they had their heartfelt moment and they went off in a nice, loving they moment, right? They need each other. So of they course, don't need power. When they come back, they're they're good guys now, and it's the young witches that sent them off the first time. They come back and they go, "You've grown. Oh, look at your powers, Ooh, all that stuff, right?" And they here, we need you because we have to fight this. And it's they dig up more aging, you know, stars to come and be the bad guys. Of you know, I'm thinking Barbara Streisand. I'm thinking. Gotta have Babs. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Oh shoot. Patty LaPone. Huh? Patty LaPone. <laughs> no, I was trying to. I, I was. Patty No, I was trying to think of one of the other people from Sex and the City. I was trying oh, to think of. Kim Cattrall? Kim Cattrall, exactly. So it's Kim Cattrall. It's Barbara Streisand. What's the Kathy and the Jimmy equivalent? Uh, the voice of Bart Simpson. You just bring <laughs> all of them. They're the yeah, they're other coven. It's like a it's like a bizarro situation. And that's your that's your Hocus Pocus three is the Sanderson sisters like. The Terminator in, Je- in Terminator 2 are now the good guys fighting an even worse Terminator. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I think it would make sense-ish if they were to make a movie like that. However, I I truly don't want a third one. <laughs> I know. Because no. this one was good enough to not ruin anything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it ruined the legacy. It didn't ruin my childhood. I laughed and I did enjoy seeing them back. So let's not risk it another time. <laughs> Oh, the, I'm 100% with you, but if it's going to happen, but if it's going to happen, I feel like I think that's you how might you do be it. Right, that they would turn them into good guys like right. that. Cuz how are you going to how are you going to have them be the same villains again, you know? It's got to be upped. After a while, they just go stop lighting these candles. Right. Quit making them, you idiots. The best part would be if they waited another 30 years to do it, so it's like 90-year-old Bette Midler and right. turn around. I don't know how old she is. Now how old is Bette Midler? She's 76. It's a 20-year age difference. Wow. She really is. So it's uh, so it's pretty good in this movie. She, yeah, she, she does great. Gets her good great. Job. Singing it. So we don't have box office for this, obviously. We so don't. We'll skip that. And we'll just go straight into our ratings and review game. What do we think the Letterbox community has rated it? Now, keep in mind for our audience that the movie just came out the weekend we're recording this. So there's not going to be... As many reviews as if it had been there for a while, but there's going to be enough after a full weekend to get a good picture. And I'm going to say, oh, sorry, you go first. I'm going to guess that it's pretty similar to the first one, which I believe was actually, let me look real quick and refresh it. Okay. So the first one was a 3.5. I feel like it'll be close to that, honestly, but probably not higher for sure. But I'm going to go with uh, 3.1. What's a good guess? Is my guess. Here, you go. You go. I think that it's not going to be as liked. And I think it's going to be in the twos. But I still think it's going to be high because it's early. I think it's going to be like a 2.8. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In my head, my I was always going to go with a three. And I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say it's a 3.0. Okay. 3.1. I have to hit it on the head here. 3.0 and 2.8. Hocus Pocus 2. Get out of here. Freaking pop up. Mm, That's how they get you. Hocus Pocus 2. 
with tell me how many reviews. Okay, we got twenty eight thousand ratings. This is a pretty good sample size. Not bad. I I did it again and I won. Hey, <laughs> I got it right. It was a three point one. Nice. Right on the dot. There you right go. Right on the dot. Let's listen to some. Look at some of the popular reviews. There are two types of people in this world. Those who support Sanderson's sister supremacy and trash. So I actually saw the movie yesterday. Very emotional, very grateful. Tony Hale is my dad in this. I literally have peaked. <laughs> is that the girl? Is that the girl who plays? I don't think. I doubt it. But is I that, could uh, look into it deeper. Lily of um, Buckingham? Is that her is that her letterbox account? That'd be funny. I don't know. Oh, now I lost. Some, it. It, might just be, it, it might just be somebody yeah. saying he's like my dad, or probably it could it could be the actual actress. You never know. And you know what? Not a lot of funny reviews. Most of them are actually pretty sincere. So, which is not well, as fun nice. to read. There you go. <laughs> well, Overall, that brings, I was gonna say that brings our letterbox score up. I'll give you a little heads up going into the end of the year. I'm at ten. You guys are tied at seven apiece. Andrew's okay. at two. He's only been on this show like six times this year, so he's uh, he's know, probably he's got the best average. Think he's eliminated from playoff he's, contention. Yeah, he is. <laughs> is it called when you're playing but it doesn't count toward? It's a thing, right? I don't know. It's just a busted week for the rest of us, really. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, uh, I think overall, I was pretty pleased with it. It's not better than the original, but it's not so worse that it wasn't a fun movie to put into your Halloween rotation, especially if you got kids around or you just want to watch something that will get you in the spirit but isn't actually scary. So mm -hmm. I think I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I'm very much on the same wavelength as you. I gave the first Hocus Pocus 3.5, and this did not sink to the level of bad that I normally reserve for my sub three movies. So I'm just going to give it a 3.0 because it was fine. It did what I think exactly what it wanted to do. There were a lot of fun jokes and it didn't overstay its welcome. So, and I, I also- That's true. Really, it wasn't a two and I, a half hour Hocus Pocus I, universe. I didn't, I didn't say this before, but I also thought the visual effects were really good in this movie because they did a thing where they kind of used modern technology to sort of replicate the 90s visual effects. So everything looked mm. and felt very similar. There was a big backdrop that was all of it, like had to be a blue screen but clearly was made to look just like it was a giant screen behind them, you know, like a, like in the like in the old time. So oh, sorry, go ahead. For me, I was high on the first one. I think I gave it a four. This one, I talked myself up to giving it a two. It's okay. It's it's uh, it's the pitch perfect for me where it, it 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 was too close to leaning into Hocus Pocus and don't do it again. It's fine here. You stop. Don't do it again. You, you don't do it again. <laughs> so two stars for me. It's like when you tell when you tell your kid when they 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 throw a bottle across the room and it lands in the trash can. But it could did have Jack easily, like it? Did he watch it? Did he like it? He did not. He 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 watched a little bit of the beginning, but he was he was too distracted by everything okay. else in in life. So we had to put him to bed so that we could finish the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been it has it does not rise to the level of Winnie the Pooh for him. It's sure. hard to beat. Nothing does. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh is great. Uh, he loves Donald Duck shorts. So this will this takes a while. I mean, it, this was not far off from a Donald Duck short in a lot of ways, but you're right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I I do hope they make a third one just so we can review it and we can all just be as supremely disappointed. Nope. If they do make it, we will review it, but I can't guarantee you we'll like it. You know what this so... is? Though? This is pitch perfect too of Halloween of Hocus Pocus movies. We need that pitch. We need that Hocus Pocus three to complete. No, we need to stop it before he. 
comes up with the next terrible idea. We'll right be to back Terminator next Salvation. Week with more of our So Many Scares Halloween month. So find us online, so many sequels.com. We'll see you next time.